right. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Acts of Pod. Uh, this is Gina, as always, on lead vocal. And if you can hear that, that's Anne on standing bass this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funky. She's slapping the boss. <laughs> and again, I asked Saison to bring in a classic piano. She got a haunted oboe off of eBay, and now all I can see is a ghost of a, of a Victorian boy crying behind her. But I like a good reed instrument. A haunted right. oboe. She got a haunted for, oboe off of for eBay. Sale. Haunted oboe. That's right. We didn't know what that meant. Again, I'm moved by the melody, but the haunted orphan behind her is not happy about it. It's haunted and haunting. That's right, both of those things. How are you doing, Cezanne? Doing great. And uh, how are you doing, Anne? Pretty good. Pretty All right. good. Alright. Yep. Ready. So, Ready for this. Alright, so every day... Every day... <laughs> Every, every single day, every what we do, G- every GD day, <laughs> wake up, say our prayers, put on some makeup, and say a little prayer for you. Make some breakfast and coffee. That's right. Uh, every goddamn day. <laughs> uh, well, every time we record this podcast, what we try to do is take a story that's in the news and we try to put it in a larger historical context. And, you know, this week there's, um, there's been a, there's been actually a couple of stories that have talked about cancellation culture, cancel culture, political correctness in general, Anne's looking at me quizzically because I don't know if you realize this, but Anne never knows what the hell is going on. And she's looking at me like, I don't know what you're referencing because she never knows what we're referencing. What's cancel culture? I haven't heard this one yet. All right. Well, it's... we'll do a podcast in the future <laughs> to explain what cancel culture is. Well, no, to I just meant like, like the bu- the buzz term. I mean, like... I can I can kind of like think of what I think it probably means, but I want to know what the I want to know what the talking heads well, are saying. The right? media well, moguls. I... What? Well, I want to know what love is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but cancel culture is like, uh, for example. They uh, announced the cast of SNL, and immediately, once they did, they found that one of the people announced uh, had a podcast where he said incredibly racist and homophobic things, and um, what he could have done is offer a heartfelt apology. What he did instead was say... You know, sometimes I push the boundaries as a comic, right? Oh, please. Like, oh, you know what? Get out of here. Like, you're some, like, making waves, whatever. So edgy. Like, no, I'm sorry. So edgy. Like, if you're trying to... Spicy, spicy hot takes. 
Are you okay. are you Which, teen on the grave and, of Carlin? And, and, okay. and All right. that's why I didn't want to tell you because I knew you were going to get rage caged. Rage caged. Right. What it is. It's this whole thing of like, okay. well, you did something that's just unforgivable. It means that this is your character and unless you handle it in the most sort of in a in a pro, ways, in like a reasonable canceled. way you know what i'm on board with cancel culture can we ca- i'd like to cancel some people yeah yeah sure <laughs> but i think plenty in the culture i'd like to cancel yeah yeah i mean and are they really kind canceled? of it can it can be taken to an extreme but i mean i think in general it's kind of like a course correction sort of thing right okay right that right we are right. doing and, right uh, now Right, it's so, um, right, kind of like when you, (laughs) um, but kind of like when what? You know what? (laughs) No, tell me what. (laughs) Well, we were talking about course correction, and I was like, kind of like what I'm trying to do now by bringing you back. (laughs) See, that's good. You shouldn't from the from the mouth of madness. (laughs) You know what? Don't cancel yourself. Yeah, don't cancel yourself out. That's right. You're right. I don't. I shouldn't have edited my own passion there. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, but yeah, cancel culture. But so what, but what we sometimes do on the pod we've done before is that we wanted to do a history of a term, mm-hmm. um, that again encompasses a lot of this, which is, and the term is politically correct. Politically okay. correct. Right. right, and so mm-hmm. it uh, it actually does have a very interesting history, mm-hmm. and um, and it has been uh, weaponized uh, in its in its uh, almost hundred year history at this point. Yeah. Now, was it? Oh wait, Bill Maher didn't invent the term. <laughs> get it? I get it. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Uh, See, I, I honestly don't know when you're joking or not. So but. my my concept of politically correct is, like, straight from the 90s. So I'm interested to hear uh, where it came from before that. Okay, well, I'm gl- I am glad you're expressing interest because that's what I'm going to be talking about. If you <laughs> well, I did interest- not read about the history of it. So you're just going to have to tell me. No, as you know, that I love doing that. Good. Right. And so I love people expressing and, interest and I love in what learning. I'm saying. I Buddy. I'm a lifelong learner. I mean, this is the ideal situation for me. <laughs> it feels really good right now. Let's do it. Oh, okay. Okay. And do you want to add to this? Um, I will bring what I've read, and uh, it'll it'll have a little bit of an and spin, and we'll see where it goes. We'll Let's see, see where it goes. Where it goes. Right. Let's see where it goes. <laughs> all right. And um, all right. Okay, I think that's a pretty solid intro. <laughs> yeah. All right. Set up. Set it up. Serve it. Okay. So the. The first written example of politically correct is in 1793. 
Okay. Yeah. It's by Jay Wilson. Significantly earlier than I would have imagined. Yeah, and it's it is not well, you'll see the way that it's used. Um it says uh, the United States instead of the people of the United States. Wait, uh, hold on real quick. Is this guy from Britain? UK? Um <laughs> Wait, what? Why why would you why would you think that, Ann? Cuz he said the people of the United States. Right. Like what? No, he's in the United States. Okay, I no, I thought it was like a critique of. I just imagine. I just was thinking it was like the Brits who were like, "Oh, the people of the United States," and the politically oh, correct. The, you know. I, I see. I see. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, all our Brit fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's <right>. Okay. <laughs> so your improv character that you were developing based on. The first three words of this sentence was a British man. Okay. Sorry. No, no, no. I see where you. I see where your thought patterns were going. Uh, I assumed he was American. I don't have um, the ancestry talk on him. Maybe you should. Um, going forward, we're gonna need that. <laughs> right, I will. I'll do more. I'll do more research later. <laughs> Put it up on the website. Um, the United States, instead of the people of the United States, is the toast given as the toast given. Um, we should do uh just the United States. This is politically correct. Okay, <laughs> so that's it. Just, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like a like a dear Abby or wait, who was the one that did uh, manners? Oh, Aunt Eloise. What? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that her name? <laughs> I can't. You, that, are you thinking awesome. hints by Heloise? Aunt Eloise. Eloise's rules for no. Okay. I post. <laughs> post. Emily Post. Emily yes. Post. <laughs> Eloise's rules for politeness. <laughs> Aunt. Auntie Eloise's <laughs> politeness rules. Rules for politeness. I knew whatever you known as Emily Post. <laughs> right. So that's so you were really close. Oh, Elliot Everhart. <laughs> rules of engagement. <laughs> <laughs> All of the rules for politeness gathered in one place by Aunt Eloise. <laughs> Aunt Eloise, after her loveless marriage, often rules <laughs> about tiny forks and cups and saucers. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's the one. So, so that that was it. It was just he wanted to clarify what was politically correct in 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 a, in a speech. So there yeah. was, that's it. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. And uh, the next. Now the next the next time we 
see it appear uh, is in the 20s. And again, uh, for some reason, it, well, there's like a million reasons we can't verify it. But um, because it's the KGB. <laughs> but um, so uh, apparently it, the Soviets used it in the 1920s uh, to here and um, let me quote it uh, to describe the views of the faithful um, in order to be. Uh, correct to the party line and so the mm. example that they used was that Picasso at the time was sympathetic to the communist cause but Stalin preferred you mean Lenin realist- right in this case it's Stalin <laughs> okay. and if you're if everything I say you're gonna say the wrong name immediately afterwards it's gonna be a long I'm, podcast alright I'm sorry I'm sorry not that Lyndon didn't exist but in this case it was Stalin okay, okay so wait Picasso was a communist right but, but Stalin was a real communist is that what you mean no, oh. he liked he liked realistic art. Like he liked, oh. you know, when you see. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I see where you're going. Sorry. Mm. Right, like, do you remember the propaganda posters? Yes. Yep. yep. The reason they look like that is because that is the kind of art that Stalin preferred. Okay. Okay. And that and that that he asked p- artists to 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 paint in that fashion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so he actually pressured artists that were sympathetic to communism to paint in that way, and Picasso was fairly stubborn about it. Yeah. And so, um, what they, what the way that they came to a truce about it was that they were saying, while he does not paint in a realistic manner, his views mm-hmm. are politically correct. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. Right? Okay. All right. Okay. All so, right. Right. So I'm that liking was, this dip. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Um, but it, it, it can um, it can go the other direction because when it was the Nazis... Um, they were a little bit more strict, and mm-hmm. as was uh, uh, Chairman Mao. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a little more strict when considering what was politically correct, mm-hmm. because uh, that meant that um, it was more uh, adherence to the party line. Yeah. So it wasn't like. Uh oh well his heart's in the right place. It was like like do his actions reflect like strict conformity. Strict conformity. Yeah. That's what it that is what it meant. Interesting. Right. Um so in the first half of that century, that was the usage of mm-hmm politically correct it, okay. it wasn't a term 
that ta- that that was used to describe language. Okay. Right. It's interesting it was, though that it's like popular with like fascism because it's like okay, there's the right yeah. way to be and there's the wrong way to be. So right. yes, this is politically correct and everybody else is yeah, you know, like dissident or whatever. And that's the other thing is that it it's when it's it it can also it can be a tolerant word or an intolerant word. depending on who embraces it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like within its context. Right. Oh, yeah. The first time that it's used, well, certainly in America, uh, is in uh, Tony Cade's The Black Woman, where she says... A man cannot be politically correct and a chauvinist too. Okay. So, um, and again, I guess it's kind of in the same vein as it's not the language, but again, like, you know. Okay. Right. It depends on who it's coming from, right? So. Right. Okay. But then um, there's a, a shift with the term and uh I don't know where your research begins in but mm-hmm. I I did read a paper about language in the 19, 19 uh after the 1905 uh February revolution in Russia and then I jumped ahead to the past couple years so yeah <laughs> yeah kind of where I, 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 I yeah um, because I yeah, yeah. So you like at any okay. point? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, don't mind if I do. No, I <laughs> just have to bring up my. Uh, I've got a PDF highlighted a plenty. Um, so, one thing I got out of this article I read: uh, the rough, rush, the roughin, the Russian Revolution of 1917 and its language in the village. This was kind of interesting, and I think this may... Th- I saw some parallels to what's going on right now or in my lifetime. Um, there was this concern because, you know, Russia and and the peasantry. You've got, I don't know, how, I don't know the population of Russia 100 years ago, but it was probably a lot. What's your best guess? Uh, it was yeah. like 139. <laughs> Yeah, um, a million, two million, okay, right, uh, seventy billion, correct. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and there was this concern about that they had to that the terminology of the revolution, all these words like um, uh, all these words like um, revolution and uh, revolution. <laughs> <laughs> what about revolution? Borscht. Yeah. Uh, oh, here, republic, regime, democracy, annexation. So, okay, babushka, so all these, babushka, uh, little <laughs> Russian dolls that are wooden that sit yeah. in each other. Okay, lachaim <laughs> or wait, <laughs> yeah. is that Yiddish? Yeah. Oh, okay, never I'm pretty mind. Sure. 
But it has Eastern European yeah. Yiddish. Yeah. I'm thinking of Fiddler on the Roof when they meet the Russians and they oh. have the song yeah. together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry. So they had to have this cr- propaganda to have everybody kind of on the same page. And so there's this kind of thing of like politi- being politically oh, correct. Oh, it's Mistrovia. Bistro- yeah. Oh, wait. Mistrovia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you say? Not Lodkin. Lachayim. Lachayim. <laughs> Which really, the ch- sound should have given it away before yeah. I said it, that that was, in yeah, fact, that's, Yiddish um, and not Russian. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of the things that they came up with was that the agitator, so people going out to the to the peasantry to communicate the ideas of a revolution they should speak in the language of the peasants avoid using foreign words important not to give a dry and official speech but to have a conversation with the audience ask them questions from time to time and the agitator was to illustrate his arguments with examples drawn from peasant daily life now I, I mean there have been leaders employing this on all the whole spectrum of the political you know spectrum (laughs) (laughs) yes revolution (laughs) revolution but what that made me think of i was like oh my god that's like it made me think of trump and like hey here's what we need you to do you need to just have have like a fun old convo like we don't want them there, do we? No. This, like, call back, like, back and forth, you know? Yeah. It right. just called to mind that. Anyway. So what it yeah, sounds it- like, it sounds like, you know, the same kind of, like, this, like, codification of, like, here is the, this is the language that we use, and this is the way that we speak, and this is the politically correct way to engage to communicate, in agitating yeah and to get people on our side like if you're alienating the peasantry by the language of things you're saying no you want to get them on your side you want for for this movement whatever it may be at the time you know the bolshevik um <laughs> communist revolution uh-huh. revolution uh-huh. and it was you know you want to have this like common ground and get them on your side i mean that was the whole reason like okay somebody's in power they're gonna want to keep that power right let's let's everybody yeah get on board so that kind of makes sense well i was gonna say that ties into like in the one of the very few things i read was about how in the 70s like it came up as sort of like callback to that kind of russian revolution Mm -hmm. language And so it was kind of like a, they used it kind of like an in-joke, like, so these sort of more progressive movements were coming up, and they would, like, call people out for not being politically correct, but they were kind of referring to the way that they, that, that they used it, you know, in... Was it a critique of progressives within progressives, or was it a critique of conservatives? Okay, right, that's what I thought, okay, yeah, I did read some about that it's like that's a very politically correct of you comrade or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh what well, good i think that you will be shocked to know that 
the term was weaponized by conservatives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the the term was used kind of by in, like in the inner circles by liberals to again make fun of other liberals because there are that uh, that always exists. Yeah. Where you just for some people you can never. It, they call it like the purity test now, mm-hmm. where yeah. you you just never can be liberal enough for some people. Right. Oh yeah, and and so that they would say that to other people that you know it's like there's always people that are like yeah I'm vegan and it's like yeah I, well <laughs> I I don't even eat living plants I only eat mushrooms yeah. because they're dead already and le- you're like oh right. okay okay right if you've got to have like a paper behind what you're doing and then you're using it to if you're wielding this ideology to make other people like feel bad and to like position yourself in this like light of like glory it's a little problematic in my mind okay it's, it seems <laughs> like it's yeah it started out as sort of like this good-natured kind of like ribbing like ha 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 but you know the way that it's the way that that sentiment that whole like you know you can't be progressive enough or you can't be liberal enough or whatever has sort of morphed into you know something a little bit more intense than like that call out cancel culture thing that we're talking about before. Well and I'll give you a hint. Yeah. It wasn't organic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that that was a very purposeful move and Oh, you mean like what the Russians did a hundred years ago? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um somebody was paying attention. Right. And uh so Around the late 70s, early 80s, so, you know, this is post-Goldwater, the, there were, and I swear to God, they called them corporatists, uh, and conservatives, uh, they invested millions of dollars into these think tanks that are still around. (laughs) Sure. And, yeah, putting out some good facts. (laughs) And essentially what they they were trying to combat what was coming out of the universities at the time because the thought was that, you know, people were starting, you know, because you had people were really shaken up by the movements of the 60s and 70s because they were Vietnam, civil rights. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right, oh, power structures. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, they had to they had to nip that in the bud. Sure. And so uh, one of the ways they did that, but um, so what their aim was was to put a wedge between working class people mm. and the Democrats, who would speak for them. Yeah. Is this where that sort of uh, elitist sort of language comes into play? That's exactly right. So that's where, and and you'll still hear it now, where, 
you know, because, I mean, Trump uses it all the time where he talks about the elites. They call the, God. why are they the elites? <laughs> they. Oh, yeah. you should be, if only, if only you were they. God. Yeah, it is so twisted. Like, oh, Gross. God. I was like, you, you literally have a gold toilet, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, what's your grievance in this? Yeah. Like, you are they, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty masterful that he's been able to convince so oh, many well. people of the opposite of the truth. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's it. But that's what I mean. It, they, it, the way that it, the way that they did it was, they weaponized that word right. of political correctness because the what they were trying to do was create this resentment around, you know, who do they think they are to tell yeah. us how to think, <laughs> right. like how to speak. police, right? The thought police. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what authority do they have to tell us you know, you know what? It just this just made me think about it's everything they want to say to people that aren't white, but they only can say it to other white people. Does that make sense? Like, who are they to tell me what to say, what I can and can't say? Yeah, <sighs> getting so, a little carried I'll tell away. You. <laughs> okay, so where I'm going with this is that they're. The most insidious part of American culture is that we are taught that it is a meritocracy and that there is not a hierarchy here. Right. Right. Oh, oh the myth of yeah. the whole bootstrap. It's, the bootstrap right. myth. Sure. Yeah. It's an equal playing field. Everybody's equal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but I, the idea that you're not rich yet. Right. right. Yeah. 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 But, it's only a matter of time before we're all billionaires. Right, right, right. But here, here is what, where it's so genius where the Republicans came in. Is that who, who are you, person who is further down in the hierarchy mm-hmm. to tell me what to do? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... I remember in this interview, this guy saying the worst day he had in Obama's presidency was seeing the rainbow lights with, with marriage equality was passed. Really? And that's why and that's why he voted for Trump, because it his place in the hierarchy was secured. Right. And it's the same reason why, like they went after abortion like the thing that immediately when trump came into office what the republicans understood intrinsically was that what people really resented and it's the same thing about like well why can't i say this word like the f word about gay people or Mm -hmm. the worst word you could say about black people Mm -hmm. the reason it makes them mad is because aren't they lower in the hierarchy than me? Mm-hmm. Who are they to tell me what I can and can't do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but 
to you can't say that because that would acknowledge that inequality does exist and y- you should probably fix it yeah Be- y- y- you know right mm-hmm. yeah no yes all of that <laughs> right <laughs> that's it now you can go crazy that's the crux of it right there my whole thing with that argument is why is it so important for you to say racial slurs? <laughs> like, why is that your soapbox? <laughs> well, because freedom, man. Yeah. Freedom of speech. So, to me, it's so weird. It's like, you know what? This is my cause in life. I, I, I do not want intelligent, compassionate people um, to tell me that I can't just... I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And the thing is, is no one's pretending that we're going to change anybody's minds who feels like that. Yeah. You know? I certainly... You, I, 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 yeah. But have you noticed a pattern by about who exactly is bothered by that most? White people? Yeah, but what gender and age? Oh, oh yeah. Man, yes. Oh, yeah, you're bringing me... I did read a... I did read a really nice little uh, Pew Research Report stat. You did? <laughs> I did. Yeah. It. Tell me about it. Okay. Oh, did you read uh, Did you read no, it? No, no. Are did, you in... Do you live in I my head, Gina? <laughs> I know. I know. I read a... I read a... I read a... I read, <laughs> I, I read an article. I read, I read a thing. Um, I read a word. In political, uh, this is the title of the, of the article. In political, in quote, political correctness debate, most Americans think too many people are easily offended. Now, wait, you got to read the article to know what, who most Americans yeah. are. Yeah. So it's, um, this, it's interesting because you're getting, you're going to see there's all kinds of flips. So, 78% Republicans, 8 in 10, too many people easily offended. Uh, 21% of Republicans, more uh, people should be more careful. Flip that, Democrats, 61% people should be more careful. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, then we're going to get into uh, men uh, in general. Uh, uh-huh. 68% too many offended, about half of women, 50%. Um, among those who identify as black Americans, 67% people should be careful with language. And among whites, reversed, 67% too many easily offended. Yeah. I mean, uh. like, it's just like, again, same as it ever was. And then you get to male Republicans... Too many people easily offended. 82%. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Not far behind are Republican women, you know, because they're going to, they want to maintain the status quo power because um, they're living in the yeah. patriarchy. 73%. Um, yeah. And, and uh, Republican, white Republicans, oh, well, and in the Pew research, there are no, they didn't, they actually never came across a, a black American who identified as Republican. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. Um, uh, again, a surprise. 
Yeah. But um but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, 80 80% of Republican white men really <laughs> people are too easily offended by what I'm saying. Yeah. They're like, I'm not offended by anything because not, literally not nothing can touch me. So <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, that's my point is that because I, it, it, like, one day I was just, like, when, when I was thinking about the comedians that were, all the comedians that were talked about and complained about that sort of thing, I was, like, you know, it's, it's all, it's usually men, and they're, like, why can't I say the, this word, <laughs> yeah. and I was, like, you know, because they're, it's the only thing they can't do. Right. Yeah. You know, because, like, <laughs> as women... There are so many things that we can't we can't dress certain ways. We can't be places at ter- certain times of the day. We can't say certain things, you know, to yeah. men in a certain way. We yeah. there's so many things that we're prohibited to do that like if somebody's like this is not appropriate to say, it's like okay, like it's just one more thing. It would be really nice, it, you know, it would really help, you know, everybody in general if we could just kind of take this out of our language and just be a little bit more conscious about the way we talk about things, right. change like, attitudes oh, and what, I, I like whatnot. That. I like and the so sound like, of that. Yeah, that makes sense. That sounds like a helpful thing to do. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. All of All of these things that are upsetting people these days, like... Again, like consent and all that, like you know. Well, what do you mean? Like now, I have to obtain verbal consent, <laughs> and, it, and it's just like, really? Why not? Really? Is it that hard? Well, and the thing of it is, it's like, hey, you know what? Um, you can say whatever you, you want. You really can. You can still say whatever you want. It's just, just it. that just say it to your gross friends and family that want to hear it. Exactly. It's just it's like, just that I, there's I mean, I have you know. family that, that they know my politics and guess what? They're not trying to pick fights with me all the time. They respect the fact that they know deep in their hearts that I am right. <laughs> and they are wrong and they're they don't engage. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe it Maybe it has something to do with the way I react. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, I love the idea of like, oh, the thought police. It's like, no, it's not. You're not going to get arrested for having like, you know, a, atrocious, awful, like, despicable views. You can still do whatever you want. It's just, you know, people don't. Yeah, you don't really would have tolerated that much anymore. No, you can be president. That, that that's what that's. That's actually the history of the country. Is yeah. <laughs> the term "political correctness"? It, it 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 was a way to sort of cash in on the feeling that there was the way that they were able to sort of drive a wedge between the people that would actually offer up social services, like the the Democrats. You know, historically, were the ones that would you know, offer pre-K and in schools, you know, all that. So it's like, well, how can we get people to vote against their interests? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it, it just it it doesn't make sense. But what they can do is, if they paint these people as, yeah, but like listen to what they're saying, and they're out of touch, and they don't know what your life is like, and you know, they're elitist, and yeah. you know that sort of thing. And it 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 worked. It worked. Yeah. It's true. And and so they were able to use that term to their advantage. Yeah. Well, because that's what, you know, that's what we grew up with, like, in the 90s. Like, the, you know, I mean, I remember when people started using it, and it was just, like, very kind of Rush Limbaugh set kind of right it was a very like eye roll like here we go (laughs) here come the pc police (laughs) it's like yeah no i'm calling you out because you're being a racist dick (laughs) (laughs) oh god the pc police (laughs) like yeah okay you know what you should feel fucking bad you gross gross (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) Um, but I think it's interesting because that tactic is very similar to, like, PSYOPs that were used by the Soviets. Ooh, what's PSYOPs? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that, Anne. (laughs) It's psychological warfare. Remember? And, um, Disinformation campaign? Yeah. Oh, okay. You'll never guess who also really loves that. Um, Steve Bannon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the conservatives have been on this tip for a while. Yeah. And, um, you know, I remember when uh, Hillary Clinton talked about a right-wing conspiracy and people laughed and laughed and laughed yeah and but she was right that's what they were doing like where it 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 was whole they were able to change the narrative so effectively that i mean i don't i don't know how they would unwind it yeah honestly i mean it's just now that everything with everything plunged into chaos that you know you're able to see that they're just really in it for the money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they like they were very effectively they were able to use that sort of evangelical mask. Yeah. You know? Yeah, which oh, I don't know, the um <laughs> evangelical mass uh TV programs, those aren't those don't make any profits. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's not there there's not a precedent for that either. Oh, God, but, capitalism. You know, uh, Bannon w- is obsessed with psychological warfare. And uh, in this last election, he, what he tried to do was simultaneously get Republican voters out and people and Republican voters who who don't usually vote. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to do a wink, wink, nod, nod. At, right. Right. But the other thing that they were trying to do was suppress votes. Oh, so, yeah. 
so make people think it's not even worth getting out to vote. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, it was, and and that the sort of political correctness I think is, again, it's just so genius because it, to anybody that is trying to, again, it, it, because it at its heart. It's trying to humanize people that are on the fringes, right? And, and it, it's just mm-hmm. like a call right. to to treat other people respect in a respectable way, mm-hmm. right? Is that a word? Respectfully, Res- with respect. Respectfully, respectfully. <laughs> right. Do a little self inventory. Like, why do you feel like you need to use that term and what does that mean to you and i don't know do some self-reflection it demands a little bit of self-reflection perspective taking and some ownership some ownership affect people other than myself right some personal personal ownership (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing because it's like at the heart of it it's like you know what I thought of? It was like, for example, like I I have a name that is uh, it's a common name, but it's spelled in a funny way. <laughs> and um, like I've worked at places that had like, you, you know, you'd have like a name placard. Yeah. And so people would come up to my desk and they'd mispronounce my name. And honestly, they would mispronounce it for a year or more. Oh, what's that like? <laughs> 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 Tell me about this experience, Gina. No, I know. And I think I think a lot of people that have either names that are not common in English or interestingly spelled names will have this experience where, you know, especially if it's gone on for years and years of the uh, of of acquaintance and you're finally like, actually, it's just Gina. I know it's confusing <laughs> by the way it's spelled. And, um, you know, it, it's like, was the people, just imagine if somebody said that and the response was, oh, is that right? It's <laughs> Gina. Okay. Well, I'm not going to change the way I've been saying it for years, or literally two days. <laughs> right, right. Oh, it's Gina? Is that what they say in the university system? Yeah, right. Is that what they Are say? Are you trying these? to be a fancy Susan? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is that what your parents yeah. named you? Right. Did you figure out that name for yourself? Yeah, and, if I and looked meanwhile, at your... Gina's like... So, but here's what I... Like, imagine not being able to, you know, have the sort of empathy or perspective-taking skills to say, okay, well, I really want to be able to talk the same way I always have. And just be able to measure... Yeah, just be able to measure, like, the harm it does you... To sort of be thoughtful about your words versus the harm that it does, like, an entire section of society for everybody to just be able to say whatever the fuck they want. It's called empathy, and it makes me think that there's a lot more sociopaths than what the stats tell us. (laughs) 
but yeah, I, but like that, like to the name example, if again, if somebody said actually, it it really is just Gina. Why would you continue at that point to call me by the wrong name? What are Do you the know name? What I mean? What's the name they called you? What? What's the name they called you? Gianna. Gianna. <laughs> okay. For years. For years, people call me the wrong name. Yeah. The thing of it is, is that nobody does after they know the right way to say it. And that's that's essentially what's happened here is that it's like, you know, actually, I prefer if you would say this. And it's like, as a gesture of kindness, just say the right thing. Right. What do you, yeah, what do you, you got to lose? What do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. Literally. For real. And by literally, I mean for real. <laughs> In the literal sense of the term, literally. That's what I mean. I think that, I mean, I think we got it. Cover it. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well. What? Did you already say, did you already stop? Did you already say Bye. Did you already stop no, your No, 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 no. Well, no. you did last time, Gina, and you just picked up your phone, so that's a fair yeah. question. <laughs> right. Gianna? <Yeah>. Gianna. 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 <laughs> Gianna. Stop Gianna. your phone. <laughs> I didn't know you were talking to me because you didn't say my name right. So. Gianna? After all this time, my name is Jana. Jana and Susan signing off. (laughs) Signing off. As always, it was so good to see you guys. (laughs) I mean, it was great. Really, really it was. I mean, I feel one of these days. One of these days, we're gonna do like a a wolf. no episode. <laughs> right? just gonna no. nip that in the bud. Uh-uh. Jenna says no. Sazoon <laughs> <laughs> and Gianna <laughs> say no. We say I, got, yeah. I got a plastic bag episode uh, about a year ago, which I had forgotten about, and I just ate. Uh, when I was going to our shared folder, I thoroughly enjoyed the plastic and bag. And I was so. like, oh my god, the plastic bags. Yeah. yeah. I need another plastic bag episode. <laughs> well, I mean, like, well, on the Flight of the Wolves, yeah. That could no, I don't know. That it, I, I don't mean that it would have to be about wolves. It could but be it could about be falconry. About falconry. It could be <laughs> the about falconry. falconry. It, could be, it could be about orcas. It could be oh. about uh, pangolins. I'm very interested in pangolins right now. Yeah. Okay. Did you say penguins or pangolins? Pangolins. Pangolins. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's a great uh, little documentary on Netflix right now about penguins. What's it called? Um, it's called The Revolution of the Penguins. <laughs> All right. Don't I, revolution. <laughs> All right. Because I was wondering how it's going to work into this, and I feel like it's not. Okay. Penguin. Penguin. All right. Should I say goodnight now? It's probably time to say goodnight. All right. Okay. So, uh, if you want to get 
in touch with us, or you can follow us on Instagram at Acts of Pod. We're also on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We're also on MySpace. Yep. Um, and we're also on your mom's couch. Sit there. <laughs> gonna watch TV. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> gonna steal her Netflix, her HBO Go. That's right. We're we're eating the leftover lasagna she was saving for you. <laughs> that's that's our lasagna now. Yeah. She's loving the pangolin doc. <laughs> she thinks they're cute. She didn't even know about them before. Yeah. We're teaching her new things. Yeah, because she Sorry she could like, be there. She's a lifelong learner too. That's why right. you didn't know that about her. Because he don't appreciate her. You don't ever ask <laughs> questions about her life. Why don't you do a little more listening and less talking? That's exactly right. So She true. is an amazing woman. <laughs> yeah, get to know her. Get to know her. Call her back sometimes. Please. <laughs> so we're Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, your mom's couch. <laughs> dot com (laughs) right uh that's probably that's right that pretty much covers it uh friendster myspace napster (laughs) ex-boyfriend's dms (laughs) yeah check us out check us out on napster (laughs) that's right ron aim um Hello. <laughs> yeah, we're in the original Nine Inch Nails chat room from 1997. <laughs> that dog breed forum that you were a part of? We're there. Right. Anne's definitely there. Yeah! I'm like, wait a minute. I wasn't there, but I should have been. Oh, why didn't I go to I was forum. definitely in a dog breed forum. I, right. I, I needed to be. Sorry, sorry, I missed out. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) It's one of the biggest regrets of my life. (laughs) (laughs) In a long list of regrets. Yeah. So many. Basically, my life is just full of regrets. And now that is in the top. (laughs) All right. Good night. Good night. Goodbye. Good, good, good night now. And, good night and goodbye. Yeah, goodbye and good luck. Goodbye and good luck. Walter Cronkite signing <laughs> off. Good night now. <laughs>